Hey, Frontier Church. Welcome to week eight of Saturdays in the Spirit. It is uh, it is time to build some momentum for Frontier Church's prayer life. So like you know, last Sunday morning, we held a prayer service. And this coming Sunday morning, tomorrow at 10 a.m. at Noche, we're holding another prayer service. And it's going to be a little different than last Sunday's prayer service. So let me just, here's a few quick notes to engage with it. First, the structure is going to be a little bit different of our prayer service. To be honest with you guys, I was, <laughs> I shouldn't have been, but I was surprised by how many people prayed last Sunday. So tomorrow morning, we won't have a coffee hour like we did last Sunday. We'll get started right at 10 a.m. because I'm anticipating that we'll need all the time that we can get to pray with one another. So then we'll sing a few songs beginning at 10 a.m. We'll transition secondly into a time of pastoral prayer. Each of our four pastors are going to come up and share a prayer that kind of reveals our heart for this church moving forward. And after Stephen, Andrew, Kent, and I share our prayers, we're going to transition into the open mic prayer time again. So here's the second note I want for this. The focus of our prayer gathering tomorrow is church unity. This is by design. I spent a lot of time daydreaming and thinking about exactly what God did in our prayer service last Sunday. And one of the things that I noticed is that God gave our church something close to a singular burden. Almost everybody who prayed, and we didn't, it wasn't designed this way last Sunday, but almost everyone who prayed included a sentiment on church unity. And when I stepped back and evaluated last Sunday, that made me think, huh, God, you're very clearly doing something here. You're very clearly unifying us about a subject. And so I want to follow you. I want to join you in your work. So we're going to build momentum this Sunday by intensifying our focus on prayer, by focusing it specifically on church unity. Now, I fully expect God to lay a unique word upon somebody's heart. So please pray for us, even if it doesn't fit in that category. But by and large, tomorrow morning, expect the Spirit to move through us and to pray through us about church unity. So back to Saturdays in the Spirit tonight. Tonight, I'm going to walk us through three categories that you can use to think through church unity. Repentance, forgiveness, and commissioning. So before we start praying, I say this all the time, but let me share how Chloe and I practice Saturdays in the Spirit. We wait until the kids go to bed, then we get comfy, we sit on the couch with our Bibles and journals open, and in the breathing room sections of the prayer, we just scribble our prayers down in our journals, and then afterwards we share with one another what God spoke to us in our prayer time. That's how we do it. You go ahead and do what you will, though. But as we launch into prayer tonight, simply begin by asking God the Father to pour out a special manifestation of the Holy Spirit on you. You are always in the presence of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Always in the presence of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But begin to ask the Holy Spirit to just grant you a deeper awareness of that reality right here, right now.
And so as we begin and continue to pray here about Christian unity, we're going to start with repentance. So just start by asking the Lord to help us repent of how we have been a barrier for Christian unity. And I know that this is a hard place to begin in prayer, but just you just, you just got to remember that almost all Christian growth and almost all Christian joy has its roots in repentance. So begin by simply asking the Lord to reveal specifically how you have been a barrier to Christian unity. God might reveal a brother or a sister that you hold in contempt for no good reason. And it might be that they like occupy a leadership position that you want. It might be that they, they hold a political, theological, or tertiary opinion that you disagree with. It might even be that their simple personality, for whatever reason beyond your cognitive ability to grasp, their simple personality ignites this weird sense of contempt from you. Or maybe God won't do that. Maybe God will reveal an opinion that you have that gets in the way of Christian unity. It might be political. It might be theological. It might be personal. And this opinion might even be a good opinion. But maybe it's in a bad place. And so you might not need to repent of having the opinion you might need to repent of giving the opinion a higher position than Jesus and his church. God might do that, or maybe God will do something different. But just begin with repentance. Lord, help me identify how I have been a barrier for Christian unity. Okay, church, so let's transition into forgiveness now. Let's just take a moment to receive the grace of Jesus. 
It's so important to remember that the crucifixion of Jesus was not for religious people who have all of their stuff together. It was for people like the Corinthian church members who were so divided that they wouldn't even share communion with one another. It's for people like the church members in Galatia who were dividing over who was getting circumcised and who refused to be circumcised. So whatever God has revealed to you so far about how you've been divisive or a barrier to Christian unity, whether it's an opinion or a person that's caused you to contribute to divisiveness within the church, whatever God has revealed to you in Christ, it's forgiven. This, that sin, it has no penalty that needs to be paid. That sin, there's no outstanding balance on your account. That sin has no say on your eternal destiny. That sin contributes nothing to how God sees you. That sin was absorbed in the body of Christ on the cross. That sin was buried in the tomb Christ was buried in. And that sin descended to the dead that Christ defeated and was raised from. This is, guys, this is of course part of what the Bible means when it says that Jesus tore down the dividing wall of hostility on the cross. There's no dividing wall of hostility between you and God. There's no dividing wall of hostility between you and the church. There's no dividing wall of hostility between you and other people at Frontier Church. It's gone. So just pray about this lavish forgiveness that you already have in Christ and receive it fully and totally in this moment. So lastly, we're going to transition into praying for God to commission us, to commission us to live a life that's devoted to Christian unity. And God, I'm just going to let Jesus's words, Jesus's prayer speak for itself about this. Before Jesus was crucified, he had Frontier Church in mind. And this is how he prays for us in the Gospel of John. 
Heavenly Father, I do not ask for these ones only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one. Just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. And the glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one, even as we are one. I and them and you and me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me and loved me even as you loved me. And Father, I desire that they also, whom you have given me, may be with me where I am, to see my glory that you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you. And these know that you have sent me. I made known to them your name, and I will continue to make it known that the love with which you have loved me may be in them, and I in them. Guys, is unity that important to you? Is this what you want? Is what you want what Jesus wants? Is what you pray for anything like Jesus prays for? And so, oh Lord, commission us to be people of peace and reconciliation. Commission us to take Christian unity as seriously as Jesus takes Christian unity. Amen. Our church, so here's what tomorrow's gonna look like. At 10 a.m. when you walk through the door, we'll give you a prayer journal if you weren't with us last Sunday. If you were with us last Sunday, bring that prayer journal back with you. As a reminder, we're gonna start at 10 a.m., no coffee hour, get your caffeine fixed before church because we all need all the time that we can get to pray with one another tomorrow. We're gonna sing a few worship songs, we'll transition into a time of pastoral prayer, and then we'll open up the floor. We'll, we'll transition to a time of church prayer. Be hungry for that time, okay? The open mic time is the meat and potatoes of our morning together. And here's my last suggestion. If there's a dividing wall of hostility between you and anybody else in this church, guys, you you got to leverage time before or after church to connect with them. Repent to them, share this with them, pray with them, 
There's no reason to think that only the leaders at Frontier are responsible for praying for our church before and after Sunday services. Guys, I'm, I'm daydreaming. I'm currently dreaming about how we can become a church that doesn't just say, oh yeah, I'll pray for you, but actually prays for one another before and after the service on Sundays. I'm, I'm dreaming about that. Catch that dream with me. Catch that vision. Let's be that church. So, you guys excited? Man, I'm excited. I'm even a little giddy right now. So come through the doors tomorrow, ready to engage in deep prayer and to be transformed by the Holy Spirit. And I'll see you guys at 10.